0: You All right, left. I yeah. well, you wouldn't even I would consider you, us you know, to be fairly big numbers guys on this show, no doubt, All right? I mean, but I, I'm 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 up for a good stat or two.
1: We we're pretty close to numbered dorks, but not maybe quite.
0: Um, thirty-five. So, I, I've got some numbers here for you.
1: We're like we're like I don't know, maybe distantly related to Presty, but not quite.
0: Not quite, boy. Uh, it was it was kind of nice to see all the nice things that were said about what the Thunder did this weekend. Whenever beyond what are you just talking
1: uh, about Sam Presti, like everybody's always saying nice things about. Well, him, Sam I, maybe I
0: should re- re- rephrase that. Beyond just the core of the Oklahoma City media, like even around the NBA, like okay, I'm intrigued by this. I've
1: never seen a general manager in any sport make or be involved with more potentially questionable decisions <laughs> and get praised more than Sam Presti does. Not even by just the Oklahoma city media, right? By everybody nationally.
0: Yeah. So we're numbers guys is, uh, is at the core of it. Not quite to the Sam Presti level, but we are number guys at that. So before we get to true sooner in the first three games of the college world series, the one through four spot in the Oklahoma sooner lineup, had 19 hits. They were 19 of 49, hit 387. They scored 14 runs and walked 8 times. 3 games, hitting 387. In the final 2 games against Ole Miss, they were 2 for 29. .068. With Three walks, three runs scored, and one run batted in. We can sit here, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not going to be a dude that points a finger at all. Uh, I'm just so blessed to have been able to watch this and follow it, and you guys have been so active, and to see the passion rekindled for OU baseball has been great to see. But you've got to get more than a .068 batting average through your one for your one through four hitters in a championship series. One for 14, one for 15. Against Notre Dame, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, going back. Against AM, they were 7 of 19. Against Notre Dame, they were 7 for 16. Against AM, they were 5 for 14. By my math, 19 of 49. And then the bottom fell out.
1: Oof. Yeah. And you know what? You I'm have do away to, that
0: stat. We're never talking about <laughs> it again. It.
1: You do have to give credit to Doherty sure. and to Elliott. Mason Nichols was really important for Ole Miss in that first game. Their starting pitching, which had been great from the Super Regionals on, was great again. And Oklahoma's hitting just, unfortunately, the pieces of it that had been red hot. Ole Miss cooled it. So, what can you say, right?
0: right, Before we get to the Newcastle Casino top five stories of the day, Newcastle Casino were real
1: gamers play that's real r-e-e-l real gamers
0: what's up true sooner welcome to the show true how are you
2: man uh presti gets praised by lebron james i mean it's not even a it's not even a cameron Payne guy it's it's it's
0: lebron james maybe i'm listening to ted too much maybe that's part of what this is maybe i've been listening to the rush too much maybe that's what this brings down to blaze pizza big fan
1: of sam presti
2: i'm 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 with you josh i mean you never hear about the Mitch McGarry's draft picks or the uh, Cole Aldrich's or I, I you mean know.
0: you would have thought that he hasn't swung and missed ever on a I draft know, pick by right, <laughs> some people's opinion.
2: I mean he's gotta be batting at the very at the very best five hundred, I would think. I mean I they want to talk about those early picks. I mean Kevin Durant fell into his lap. I guess mean, he would have taken Odin, wouldn't he?
0: Well, I mean I you know I so. think most people would have taken Greg Odin to be honest with you at that point.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, but anyway, so what I was calling about was this Arch Manning thing. Well, first of all, the, the the safety bag you're talking about, I, I agree with you, but it just reminds me of bumpers and bowling.
0: And uh, again, bumpers and bowling. I understand it's not popular. I understand it looks right. goofy, but at the very right. least, I think it's going to be something it's that, right. from a safety perspective, makes things a little bit easier. Probably gives an advantage to the first baseman. Um, but right. then again, you don't worry about these incidents where a millimeter is enough to cause yourself right. a game.
1: Or or you change the way that you enforce the interference rule a little bit. I mean, right. exactly. I, anti-safety bag kind of sold me again that, no, we don't need a safety bag. <laughs> I, I got to say, he did. I
2: like it.
0: Or she well, the
1: did.
2: Thing, the, the, the thing that concerns me about Arch Manning, and I, and I don't get too wound up in Texas recruiting and... And what they've done, because they don't they don't know how to develop players down there. They haven't they haven't in 15 years. But the thing that does concern me is that this Arch Manning deal. Um, every time you see either one of the bro- brothers on television, a time you know because they're gods, especially Peyton. You know, anytime you see them, it's going to be a 24-hour commercial for Texas. I mean, whether whether they talk about Texas or not, it's going to be that way. So, what kind of players are they going to bring in? You know, can they develop them? Can this finally put them over the hump? This—I mean, we can make—you know—I'm with you fans that want to make fun of them but this sure. is a little concerning.
0: It's—it's it's concerning. Not just because Arch Manning is going to Texas. It's concerning because what he could potentially bring with him as well, right? You know, who's this right. kid that just committed to Louisville, the top running back? Now all of a sudden the buzz is that he's reconsidering things. And I get every single top quarterback, Jackson Arnold's trying to do the same thing at Oklahoma. Yep. We watched Caleb Williams do it here at Oklahoma, right? You, you always want to see right. your quarterback be someone that, that top recruits are attracted to want to play with. And that's what's happening right now in Austin.
2: Well, with man and with Manning as the name, it, it puts him above sure. anything that Caleb, anything Caleb Williams could do, or, or you know, what? rattler, or, or you know.
0: I, I hear you. Thanks for the call. True, and in fact, right, th- you, there is a really good lead in right there, Josh.
1: That was good. There
0: to the Newcastle Casino top five stories of the day. Newcastle Casino off I forty four at exit one o seven. Happy hour Monday through Friday, three to six. Big story number five. Number five. Arch Manning's Fallout from over the weekend. Uh I, I found this to be and I and I had this queued up since the start of the show. So which means that it's not going to work now since yeah, it's only buffered. been hold up. But this was Mike Farrell, and he was on WJOX <laughs> this morning with Cole Kublick and Greg McElroy. And he was in this Euphoric praise of Arch Manning, right? He is the highest-rated recruit in the history of twenty-four-seven rankings. I'm thinking to myself: I mean, are we going like
1: back to Peyton Manning? Are you saying he's a higher-ranked recruit than Andrew Luck? I mean, well, technically, there were two other perfect-rated quarterbacks too, so. But, I mean, aren't they equally rated?
0: You would think so. And I guess Andrew Luck really wasn't that big of a recruit coming out of Texas. But I digress. I digress. I'm not here to fight over recruiting rankings. I want you to hear what Mike Farrell had to
2: say. Right now, we're incomplete. This is-, this
0: is on his ranking of, of Arch Manning.
2: Still so has a senior season to play. Uh, the competition he plays isn't that great. I don't have him as my number one player in the 2023 class. I like Malachi Nelson, who's going to USC a little bit better. Um, so I wouldn't put him in my top 10 right now. You know, that could change after his senior year, more evaluation, but um, I think he's good. Don't get me wrong, uh, but I believe if his last name were
3: Smith, there'd
2: be a little bit of a different discussion surrounding him. He's more athletic than Eli or Peyton at the same stage. He's more Cooper athletic. And Cooper was a great athlete before he had to give up football. Um, but I worry a little bit about the pressure of the last name and the and the competition level there, and you know you want him to jump off the you want him to jump off the film just a little bit more with that last name Manning. Right
1: I think that's a fair. I think that's a really good assessment. assessment.
0: When Mike Farrell's not out there with his troll takes, he's given pretty decent takes when it comes to Cruton. I guess. I don't know. I'm just.
1: And it's not like he said he's trash. I mean, he No, 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 no.
0: said he's really good. So I I filled in this weekend. Remember I have a I have a horse, so I have to pay for this this horse. So I do a lot of radio because I really don't know how to do anything else outside of what maybe drive Ubers and my car is not clean enough. I've got an excuse everywhere. So as I was filling in on Saturday, I mean, Josh, the the biggest story outside of the College World Series was Arch Manning and his commitment to Texas. We spent a lot of time talking about it. And I I just – I think we're overthinking this. Does that make sense? In In which respect? Let me read this this text to you because I thought that Mike Farrell, in his take and his point that he brought up, makes a really really good point, but I also think that if you step back a little bit and you do realize that all right we we do get a little bit overboard with popular players kids or family members, then it'll make a lot more sense but I had man at at c f b thoughts um he tweeted at me with this. took me a while to find it. It was a busy weekend on Twitter.com. So are you doing a disservice to this kid by hyping him up when he's done nothing on the field to this point to justify it? Or does it matter because it's a big story and media is driven by ratings? Number one, I, I mean, I don't know how to put this, but that's every single recruit in college football, right? This kid's last name happens to be Manning.
1: And these evaluators have been – fawning all over themselves it's like whoa it's right it's a exactly I, I don't think there's any doubt that that's been a part of this from the evaluation sure. process and I think that Mike Farrell was very honest in his assessment and I don't know that a lot of these other guys could look themselves in the mirror and admit like he's really good sure but is he a perfect quarterback recruit no. I mean come on the guy the, the, the dude wasn't done
0: with me I'm like, bro, I think you're overthinking this a little bit. I'm not, By no means am, am I going to not. I, I was blown away, Josh. I've been honest. When we were at Thursday, we were out at Westwood, and you got in my ears like, oh, we got breaking news. Arch Manning just committed to Texas. I was like, uh, okay. I, I didn't realize how big of a deal oh, this would become, dude, right? It was yeah. everywhere. It was on SportsCenter. They're debating it on PTI. It was everywhere. So don't overthink it. You don't have to. I mean, And if his last name was Jones, he would be a three-star recruit. That's the issue here. Yet the media will hype him as a second coming and get everyone in the world sick of his name and rooting for his failure, which they inevitably will see. Well, He went to Texas, so you already have nine other teams in the Big 12 that are rooting for his failure. And all of his rivals in Norman and College Station and in the SEC. In the SEC, I mean. To pretend as if this is something that doesn't already happen in sports, just, yeah, you're probably right. Don't You don't have to overthink it. His last name is Manning. He was going to get a lot more buzz, yeah, and he's,
1: he's going to be hated re- regardless. But the media, from the, I, I will agree with him to at least one degree on it. Sure. Because of the way this thing has gotten treated by first take and undisputed and everywhere you look, it's, well, how great is Arch Manning? Will he change Texas? Will he bring them back? it's going to it's gonna work against Arch Manning a little bit to where yeah I mean people are gonna to want to see this kid fail of of no reason other than they're gonna be sick of the guy right and that's you know what I mean it's I, I he's a longhorn now so I don't feel too bad for him but <laughs> I, I do feel almost a little bit like man that kind of stinks for the kid who really sure. has done everything right to this point to try and make this not as big of a story as obviously it's become.
0: All right, uh, big story number four. Number four. Oh, gosh, I have so much good stuff here for big story number four. We had a walk-off in the Bronx in Major League Baseball with uh, Aaron Judge. Oh, pitch is swung on and hit
3: him in the end of deep left. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a walk-off three-run home run. It's a judge blast to deep left center into the bullpen. And the Yankees win the ballgame by the score of 6-3. All right. All rise. <laughs> here comes the judge. The
1: Yankees win.
0: They're pretty good right now. Um I, I thought I had audio here of this fight, which I wanted to get to. Oh, here we go. And then there was this from yesterday in, in Major League Baseball where he had a good old-fashioned Donnie Broke.
3: Here's the pitch, and it's inside, and that hits Winker. And Andrew wants hits him, and wants has to go, and so does Phil Nevin. Winker walking slowly out in front of home plate, and now he's getting chirped at by the Angel players. Winker going over toward the, <laughs> the dugout, and both benches are emptying. Winker going to the Angels' dugout. He is right in there. They're starting to throw punches. Holy smokes, we got a full melee going on in the Undex circle. Everybody throwing punches. Angels out there, Mariners out there. And that was inside. It hit Winker. Winker had a few words with Stassi. Walked over to the dugout. And now the umpires have their hands full trying to separate guys. Holy smokes, we have a melee in the Undex circle. Guys are still fighting one another. I, it was That's actually, great. They, they, the call was awesome.
1: We might have to get him on like some boxing or something. That's was pretty good. i
0: if, if we ever have a situation where I'm on the mic and a brawl breaks out, I've told coach this before coach Casso. I'm like, I'm ready. You know, I called MMA fights. You know, you go back to before Corbin Pierce was the star of the XFL. That was my gig. I'm ready. And here we go. Oh, I, I'll, uh, oh, it's a double guillotine. What do they do? There's no such thing as Get a double out guillotine. Get know. A haymaker!
1: Good night!
0: Good night, Sienna. No, Vienna. That's what Dave Hunzak always says. But, I mean, legit, there was some good over-the-top punches that were being thrown here, man. They Which were,
1: radio call was that?
0: That was the – I believe that was the Mariners radio network. That was pretty impressive. Pretty all right, we got to hustle there. Big story Number three. Number three. <laughs> We talked a lot about Deshaun Watson, now the story this morning, breaking that the Houston Texans have been named as a defendant. We expect to start the decision-making process tomorrow. But, Josh, the bigger news in this was that there's reports that Seattle and Cleveland are nearing finalization of a trade for Baker Mayfield, uh, and and this is coming from Seattle. So it's not someone in Cleveland that's just trying to
1: make it sound like like they're close to a deal and (laughs) – Oh, if you want Baker Mayfield, you, you know, the going's getting hot right now. You better get involved. Now, that that is a good point. This is probably about to happen. Big story
0: number 2. Number 2. The Newcastle Casino top 5 stories today. Congratulations to the Stanley Cup champions.
3: 2 seconds. 1 second.
1: It's over. They did it. They did it. The job is done. champions and they will lift lord stanley a mile high they're pouring off the bench colorado has defeated tampa in
3: six games to claim their third cup ladies and gentlemen the cup is coming back to colorado
0: i gotta admit i probably would have led with the avs are going to raise the cup a mile high i that's pretty good
1: (laughs) yeah okay That was sharp. I
0: like my analyst just trying to get in anything there.
1: (laughs) "Ah, ah, ah." Uh, Play-by-play guy said, nah, dog, this is my moment.
0: You want to guess if that was the Colorado Avalanche or if this was? To Perry at center ice, and this is over. Congratulations to
1: the Colorado Avalanche. They have won the Stanley Cup. They mobbed Darcy Kemper. They had a great season, they had a great playoff, and they certainly earned it in this series. So the Lightning's reign is back-to-back champs. That comes to an end, but they gave a valiant effort tonight.
0: Yeah, I think that one's pretty obvious. (laughs) I think I mentioned too many of the names of the teams. I just want to get them, and they win. We'll be back right after
1: this. And it's over. Goodbye.
0: Uh, So the Warriors, who was that? Oh, it was the Memphis Grizzlies play-by-play guy. Here we go. Final seconds inbound. Oh, he lost the ball out of bounds. Post game show is next.
1: <laughs> i got to find that
0: one. I'm sure. And I the
1: post game show is next.
0: Big story. Number one, number one, number one, number one. Number one. Let's go all in and all the skip Johnson that we possibly can when we come back. Plus there was one story, non arch Manning related in recruiting that caught a lot of eyes. I'm I gotta be honest with you i'm trying not to fall for every single nil report that's out there because i think most Rashada. of them are, most of them are bs yeah just i mean i understand that michael caspino probably didn't do himself or who was it lsu or miami any favors by going on the record about a proposed nil deal but guys there's so many loopholes in this right now who's actually going to police it as well Though Miami would be the ultimate team to get dinged during all of this while a and and others get to just walk scot-free, right? Oh,
1: man. They're not winning enough yet. we got to wait a couple of years, uh, and then we'll, then we'll hit them with the hammer.
0: It's a plank show. We'll hit more on Skip Johnson next. You know what my favorite kind of interview is in sports radio or
1: podcasts or TV? Which interview is that?
0: My favorite kind of interviews are when you can tell there are two people that really like each other. Right. Like for I hope this show. I hope it comes across as that. When you got two dudes that like to hang out. Josh and I like to hang out together. Now we don't get to do it much outside of the show. Christmas party, maybe if we run across each other. So it's it's a rarity that we actually get to do it, but every time it's a fun hang. And when I listen to Skip Johnson and Toby talk, I feel like I'm listening to two dudes that really enjoy being around each other. Yeah. Just a fun hang. I hope you sense that when I talk to JT and DJ and Coach Gasso here on the show. Um, I hope you get that sense whenever we do our Sooner Radio Network stuff. We all like to hang. And I thought and it's available right now on KREF.com I thought the interview between Skip Johnson and Toby Rowland was a really fun hang. And uh, we've, we've got Air Comfort Solutions text to hit. We've got you know, obviously more news to get into, but I want to share a little bit of this conversation with you here at 11-28 in our final 30 minutes on the Plank Show because I think it's really good about Cade Horton. And again, I know this is breaking news to some, he is draft eligible, even though he's just a redshirt freshman. With the new rules and his explosion late in the season, you know, Will Bednar very Now, Will Bednar was draft eligible last year for Mississippi State, but he really blew up during the College World Series, and it kind of changed the way a lot of teams looked at things. And he ended up going, what, to the Giants midway through the first round. I think you've seen something similar, if not on a completely different level here, for Norman High product Kate Horton. And here's what Skip and Toby had to say whenever they were talking about kate horton and now what's in front of him and in fact the question leading into it was have have you talked to him what are those conversations like
3: i don't know i mean i've talked to him for several weeks so uh last couple of weeks for sure and so i mean um i think the biggest thing for him is to uh assess the situation it, it's gonna it could possibly screw the draft up really you know whether he goes or not no whether he gets taken early or not i got you See if they take it early because they never had him on his board early in the year. Yeah. And all of a sudden they – I mean, these guys have been getting draft lists together since really January, mm-hmm. really in the fall. And they start putting their draft stuff together. And then then all of a sudden, you know, they put this guy there, it scoots it, all the other guys back. Right. And it messes up. They take a guy here, pushes it back. And so uh, uh, it's going to be interesting to see that side of it because if he – I mean – you know, I, I look at it. I'm pretty biased, but uh, uh, I look at it, he's. You know, he's probably going to get a lot, a lot of money. I'm talking about, you know, top, you know, seven, eight picks in the first round. If he comes out this year, yeah, I mean wow. he should be because he's going to get that for, next year. What's the argument for him coming back in your mind? Uh, getting better, you know, continue to grow, get better, uh, do the things that uh, uh, he. You don't have to worry about him working because he works. I mean, he's a continuous worker. And, uh, uh, that's, I mean, you know, he's already had arm surgery, so that probably not going to be an issue. Um, and just move forward. Yeah.
0: I'd really planned on Friday nights in Mitchell park after softball wrapped up heading over there and watching Kate Horton pitch. But if skips, right. And I have no reason to doubt that he is. If he's looked at as a top 10 guy, it's a really hard sell, isn't it? To say you got And, you know, Cade was very careful with his words and how he chose them, but I mean, what a way to go out, though, right? If that's your final few outings as a sooner.
1: Twenty four K's.
0: I mean, I, I went back through and I was during the game yesterday. I couldn't help but start wondering, okay, when did when did things really flip for Cade Horton this year? You know, here's a guy that was coming off a, a fairly challenging outing against Texas Tech whenever what he, he he was I don't even think he got out of the fourth inning. Hold on. Yeah, three and a third. Eight hits, eight runs. Um gave up eight hits in three innings. Hadn't hadn't made it out of the fifth inning the entire season. I mean think about that for a moment. He had pitched his longest outing before the Big 12 tournament for Cade Horton was four innings against Pacific. Actually, let me let me correct that: four and two thirds against TCU. That was it, and there, there, it wasn't bad. I mean, the eight-run, eight-hit outing against Texas Tech was kind of unique. Listen, uh, old West Virginia roughed them up a little bit. There was that two-game stretch. Uh, against West Virginia at home and in Lubbock, where he went six and a third, gave up sixteen hits and thirteen runs, and all thirteen of them were earned. But you know, outside of that, he outside of that, he wasn't giving up many runs. But it's just, all of a sudden, you get to that Big Twelve game against Texas, and he finds this different stratosphere. Goes five and a third against Texas, allows two hits, strikes out nine. Six and a third against Florida, strikes out eight. Six innings against Vatek, strikes out eight. Six innings against Notre Dame, strikes out 11. Uh, Seven and a third against Ole Miss, strikes out 13. And in all of them, his run totals, one, two, 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 two. I mean, I don't know if we've seen anything like this, and it was fun. But now the frustration is he was too good (laughs) Cade Horton was awesome, but he was too good. He was too good, and now he's off to the bigs.
1: And good for him, man. Yeah, sure. I'm
0: not. I'm not rooting against him.
1: Good for him, man. It's, you know, you need to get to the point for Oklahoma baseball to where that's regular, right? That's a regular occurrence, and that's a selling point. For, sure. This, this is why you come here. Look at this. Look at these guys that have been drafted. This is what we do.
0: All right, uh, eleven thirty-four. Let's the Air Conference Solutions text line has been a hop in today. We've committed to the bottom of the hour being whenever we dive all into your text, so we'll do it next. Hour three of the Plank Show, as always, is brought to you by Roof Tech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for thirty years. Call Josh Tucker at Roof Tech for all of your roofing needs. 405-703-4245. They guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the working <clears throat> roofing industry. In the working industry, what would that be? Gosh. All right, quick break. We're back with your text next. You.
1: Though,
3: I, could. Uh-uh.
0: I could sing this if you wanted me to. Uh, there's like a dirty word in there, though, somewhere, right? This I is have a to, clean ready. Oh, look radio at you. you. Um, welcome back I'm into the Plank you. Show. I am so... Um, pumped with how active you guys have been on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, so let's get after it, shall we? 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. And as always, you can still use a Twitter.com. I'm very active there. At Josh on Ref, at Plank Show. I'm going to go through just every... Se- I've put like 30... Well, I don't want to get too carried away here. What, about 20 texts on the prep page Pottstown, pennsylvania sooner writes i've been hearing that ole miss challenge shouldn't have been allowed because the 32nd window to challenge had closed uh, yeah it had and that is i guess what you look at josh is a little bit of leniency because it's the world series maybe and yeah there was a bit of a delay after it
1: they you know the There just was so much here that was unfortunate for Oklahoma. I don't know how else to say it, right? Right. It was a borderline call in a borderline situation. I can see why they overturned it. I don't like the rule. And in this instance, I hate the enforcement of the rule. Because, again, like I said earlier, I just think you reward – you punish OU for really playing the game of baseball right – and you reward Ole Miss for not even making a good throw to first base. And oh, by the way, the run was the runner was going to be safe at first and at home plate. So I don't know, it just just stinks. And while OU in this circumstance wasn't really afforded to, ah, do we really want to change the national championship series? <laughs> right, it, you know, on this call. Meanwhile, Ole Miss was, well, it's the National Championship Series, so let's give them 45 seconds instead of 30 seconds. Mm.
0: Our buddy Jim Costello has checked in. With the rule as it is, technically, how should a runner touch the bag illegally? I can understand the call if the runner was left of the bag and had to veer back to it. Terrible rule needs to be rewritten or reinterpreted. And then there's a lot of people that disagree. Um Hold on, where is it? There's too many here. I'm not going to try to go. I'm not going to try to go in any sensical order. I'm just going to hit these as I favorited them. Um, Anytime the opposition is happy when you – Anytime the opposition is happy you remove the ace in the championship series, it's a wrong move. Sometimes you have to step outside the coaching manual. Which, by the way, manual is capitalized. So is there a dude coaching manual? I – again, I I just – I disagree I think in the in that situation for the Sooners, their their best plan of action had been to go to Trevin Michaels when things got dicey. He had been unhittable. Well, these are a couple older ones that wouldn't make sense if you just jumped in. Uh, for the four hundred five, I thought when he pulled Bennett the night before it was a worse decision than pulling Horton. Boy, Jake Jake Bennett was really good. It's unfortunate that his defense kind of fell apart around him. But I thought he was really good the night the night before on Saturday.
1: Yeah. No, that's a good point. That I You know, what about Bennett the night before instead of all this attention on yanking Horton out when you did?
0: Uh, from the 405, Plank, you got to give Parker Thune some crap. He jinxed us. He said we'd win back-to-back games this weekend.
1: I said I OU think was, I said it too. So. Yeah, I <laughs> said oh, OU was going to win the first two. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think that that's an issue where you can just point a finger at, at Parker. And – I, you know, I really genuinely still think OU was the better of these two teams. I just don't think I they. Too. I don't think they played the better clean baseball in these two games. And tip of the cap to Ole Miss. I yeah. mean, that was timely hitting late versus Trevin Michael, and and that's what it takes to win the national championship. But hey, guess what? Tennessee was the best team in America, and they didn't even make it to Omaha.
0: And real quick, before I get to Dodger Blaine. Three ones on the fa- three quick texts on the fans, for the four oh five. I was driving during the discussion, but wanted to say many of those Ole Miss fans were locals against OU as much for Ole Miss. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know about that. I don't know about right? that. I think that was Ole Miss fans.
1: <laughs> Nebraska fans. <laughs> yeah, that I don't decided think Nebraska dress up as Ole Miss.
0: <laughs> I, I, the, the two Nebraska fans that I saw there were wearing their Nebraska gear, uh, but I think this one makes more sense. Face it, OU baseball hasn't been good. Ole Miss and the SEC outside of football is a baseball conference. Just look at the weekend attendance at SEC schools. And then there was this, and in fact two of them here. Hotels were about $350 a night. Two tickets to the championship game was $500, and then you add in gas and food to that, as well as $40 per shirt or hat if you bought one too. Long story short, from Saturday morning to Sunday night cost me about $1,500. Yeah. it's a lot of money. And same thing that our buddy Brandon from the OU Club of Baltimore brings up. Y'all made a good point about the financial investment of fans to sports. I, too, would love to be able to go to every game I want to. However, if I had to choose between having one, maybe two successful teams and having enough money to go to a championship game or having multiple successful programs like OU has now, I'd choose OU having multiple successful programs and cheering from home. And I'll also add, you guys do realize that's the first championship they've ever had in male sports. It's never happened before for Ole Miss.
1: Right. They were starving. They were starving. Dodger
0: Blaine has checked in. My day is made. What's up, Dodger Blaine? How are you?
2: Hey, Plank. Nice to talk to you.
0: Good to hear your voice, man.
2: I'm good. Um, I know they had to call it at first base, like the rule states, but me, like a lot of other people, think the rule's wrong. And I heard something I didn't think about. I heard one of the TV guys say, "You're asking a guy to run on the right side of a line where he's got to touch a base that's on the other side of the line." <laughs> so that's something to look at too. Yeah, I,
0: I again, I'm for the safety bag. I know some yeah. are against it, but well, I will I will say this: it's it, it seems so finite, right? I mean it look he was going to be safe even with a perfect throw on the outside of the bag. And here's so.
1: here's the thing. And probably I mean I hope we've done a good job explaining this this morning. There are instances where okay, it's pretty obvious interference at first base. This was not one of those instances. Right. But, you know, look, it it was a massive play. It hurt OU. It's not the only reason they did not win this national championship. It was a big part of yesterday's story, and I think OU has right. every reason to gripe about it. They, they do. But uh, OU was out hit in the two games. OU wasn't the cleaner defensive team in the, the two games. So while I definitely am disappointed in how that was overturned, I do think you have to also mention that, look, Oklahoma was beat in these two games too.
2: Yeah. Also, there's no reason that that run should not have counted. Oh, gosh! There I... was there, there there was no play at the plate. Yeah,
0: I I hear you, Dodger Blaine. Thanks for your call. It's really cool to hear your okay. voice, man. You should call more okay. often. Have Talk a good
1: Have a good morning. Okay. The problem Thank is, you. You too.
0: as soon as it's ruled as it is, then it's a dead ball, and it sends everyone back. It it's dumb. I mean, if we can fight over whether or not you thought that was interference or not, that's fine. But the fact that that run doesn't get to count is just
1: brrr. It was nice to see, you know, really kind of the outpouring of voices yesterday. And I, I was probably in the minority that, you know, my first reaction on social media was, you know, I kind of get why they overturned it. It was nice to see the outpouring of this is ridiculous. We got to change this rule. I mean, it's no dice for OU, right? I mean does not change anything for the sooner. It was
0: like one of my all-time favorite quotes from a coach ever. I think it I I think it was right right before the college or what am I saying? It was right before like a week 8 NFL game. And Bill Cowher was the coach of the Steelers and they sent an apology for a call that they missed and when they apologize, it's like, ah, we, we blew that call on third down. It should have been this. Bill Cower goes, I, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with that, so be better. <laughs> I'm really like, oh, my gosh. That's why I think I'm a Steelers fan now. But, I mean, what can Skip Johnson even do with, hey, we all think it's a ridiculous rule and it's stupid, blah, blah, blah. You can't do anything with it. You just step back and you're like, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you.
1: I mean, yeah, what are you going to do? You know. All
0: right, quick break. Let's wrap it up. Uh, there is a little news in the NBA front because Thursday is the start of NBA free agency. Uh, the two big stories, of course, are Jalen Brunson and the reported pursuit that the New York Knicks have of Brunson, and then the other is Kyrie Irving. Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting this morning that there are currently no known teams planning a pursuit of a sign-and-trade for Kyrie Irving. Outside of the Lakers, no sign-in trades can be formally discussed until after 6 p.m. on Thursday. Brooklyn isn't believed to have interest in any available Laker packages. What could the Lakers trade him?
1: Certainly the report that – I forget who had it out last week. Certainly the report that OKC would entertain bringing Westbrook back. Like, no way, right? You would think. It's not. an expiring year.
0: Like, what – I mean, it's as much as I'm like. Well, what, what could the Lakers trade? What, what would the Thunder have that the Lakers? I mean, outside of maybe a, a second round pick. No, like the, what? No, well, nothing, right? You're just taking on the
1: contract. Right. That's what. That's what the Thunder can yeah. can give. I don't know, man.
0: I feel like you got something nice building going. I think they might be good this year. Oh, I'm sorry. I talked through the bump. Yes. Let's try it again. All right. We owe you timeout. It's a plank show right here on the ref. Is that a Texas fan that you're fighting with there on the?
1: the I'm not fighting. I'm just congratulating. But, yes, it is. Oh, is it? That's uh, Texas Ridge. Longhorn Ridge.
0: Longhorn Ridge. Uh, All this chatter about how much it costs to go to Omaha and buy tickets and stay in hotels is ridiculous. When you look at the fact that Oklahoma baseball played right down the road in Dallas in the Big 12 championship, it was an easy day trip, and barely anybody showed up for that. OU is not a baseball school, and the fan base is terrible when it comes to baseball. I've been saying it for weeks.
1: Which, that's true. He has got to give him credit on that. He has been texting for weeks.
0: But, boy, a meaningless spring football game is something to brag about. Okay.
1: Well, first off, thank you for the ratings.
0: I, I will say the
1: – Appreciate you listening.
0: I will say the spring game this year wasn't meaningless. I mean, I I think there was a lot to it for not just OU but for Baker Mayfield. So I'll fight you on that. But in this world where for some reason – you know, we want to draw these lines between true fans and fringe fans, which I've never really I, I mean, I understand because I used to feel that way with softball. But I, I want to grow the game and I'm not going to say, well, I am a diehard fan and you are a commoner. You are just a common fan. You're not at this elite level that I am because I call the games and I'm at every game. So, no, no, I want to embrace everyone. i want to bring them all in. Who cares what I do? So I, I would say that it's a fan base that is passionate, that is there and it's growing. It's just been mia in the success level for what maybe the last decade or so and it's tough it's tough to compete whenever you have a squad that's literally a half mile down the road that's winning four national championships in the last what six seven years and is a much faster quicker game and is constantly winning it's it's
1: tough Hey, just real quick before we get out of here. Go ahead, since Rich wants to say, you know, typical response, and I've got nothing here. Hey, Rich, congrats on getting your ass kicked in the Big 12 tournament championship game, and on going two and barbecue on uh, in Omaha. Congrats get, to you and your Longhorns.
0: You don't have to fight with him. It's okay. I mean, you don't have to let Longhorn Rich get to you.
1: Like, not, he's not. He's not got me. Okay, I'm just having fun. Relax.
0: We're just. It's just a show. Everybody, calm down. Uh, by the way, thanks to David Quirk for coming on with us. Uh, Deaconess has its event that's coming up in August, and we're going to help spread the word to the best of our ability. Uh, you can, with, without any question, you can check out their website, and they will take care of you, dpaok.org, or you can pick up the phone and call them at 405-949-4200. If you have a family member that's a fan of HGTV, I don't know these people, but Dave and Ginny Mars are coming to speak at us. So thanks to David. Thanks for all the Air Comfort Solutions text. Good stuff. We'll see you back here tomorrow. For Josh, I'm playing Steely and Thune at noon coming up next right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network.